0: What is up, everybody? We are back with another episode of uh, the Midnight Movie Cast. I don't know why I did that like a YouTube introduction. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Amy J. here. We are back. Uh, no, uh, we are back with your book re- uh, book club for movies. We'll get that cash line one way or the other. Uh, just We'll just redo the take over and over again. I'm sure you'll be happy to go through five different versions of me you saying, your book club, through
1: movies. What is this, some type of Hocus Pocus? Oh,
0: dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so, yes, today we are talking about Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. We thought since the new one's coming out, we should go back and watch the old one since they're on the same platform that is currently controlling 99% of the populace. Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's true yeah whatever
0: yeah. they post some whatever they make somebody is upset about it somebody it is controlling most of our public discourse mm. um but yes this week we are talking about the hocus pocus duology maybe trilogy uh if they follow up on the uh after credit scene um oh <gasps> the what oh shit <laughs>
3: Was I supposed to stick around? God you just damn. have to press the skip to the end button. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I hate what Marvel movies have done. I do too. I do too. But at least people it, this are is like just...
0: sticking around and watching credits. Um, For all those like thousands of people who worked on this movie, had their two seconds of glory just like say, mm. Hey, look, that's my name. That's my name.
3: Right. No, they're important. I just... Didn't think I needed to stick around to see the continuation but, yeah. of the possibility for Hocus Pocus three.
0: But, yeah, Hocus Pocus three, the one we're all waiting
1: for. <laughs> yeah, the Oops. most anticipated film, In of- like
3: coming in another twenty years.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, that's
0: how we're doing. Uh, we'll we'll um reanimate uh Bett Midler's corpse and have her do this.
3: Oh. That is dark.
0: Let's, let's be honest. Another 20 years, I don't think that Midler is going to be around. Now, I'm waiting until like 20 years from now, somebody's going to use that audio clip against me. <laughs> um, if She might be uh, like Betty White. Uh, honestly. How
1: old is she? Or what they could do. They could do what they're doing with James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. Oh, no. And just and using I...
3: AI. Oh, absolutely not. That's we'll have whole AI do.
1: actors
0: by that point. I'm looking up how oh, old Bette Midler is.
3: She's 76. Yeah, it up. yeah, she'd okay. have to be like
0: 96 doing that movie, <laughs> doing the same like hand motions and everything. And honestly, after some things I've heard recently, and I don't know if numbers. I, I don't know if I want Ben Midler to stick around that long.
2: Um, but
0: that's we'll get to that later. Um, when we talk about Mm. the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, But first real quick recap of Hocus Pocus 1 before we go into it Um, it's a cult classic movie. It wasn't like super well received when it first came out but it's got like a lot of campy elements in there that you know people cling on to especially the three witch sisters were like fan favorites Um, the whole plot of the story is that 300 years ago I think like in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, this movie is set in like 1993? 1993. 1993. Uh, 1600s. Yeah, uh, three witches were trying to consume the life force of a little girl. I think they they did consume her
1: life force. Her brother they tried sucked to, the youth out of her. They
0: sucked the youth out of her. Um, like all the Democrats, uh, according to Q.
3: Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I've already seen um, QAnon people freaking out about, like, <laughs> it's right in our faces. They're about, doing it like, right in front of us. I watched yeah, Hocus about... Pocus 2. They became magically
0: younger. Don't tell I me know, that was like practical in... effects.
3: <laughs> Not to skip ahead, but there's a scene in Hocus Pocus 2 where, like, she eats a face mask and she's like, we're eating a baby. And I literally have seen QAnon people be like. Oh, dear. Outraged, okay, them. but anyways, but yes,
0: uh, besides the obvious, uh, both sides the QAnon confirmed, uh, the movie, uh, her brother tries to stop them, he fails, he gets turned into a cat who lives forever. Um, that's mm-hmm. his curse immortality, which, okay, not to get into it already. But their whole goal is to be three ever young, but they have a spell that already grants immortality? What, <laughs> what? I, I, that, that just like I, I saw that I was like, wait, you could transform him into anything and give him immortality with a spell. Why aren't you using this spell? Why are we sucking souls from children? Anyways. Um But mm-hmm. yeah, they get But he managed to get, like, the town behind him. They come and hang the witches instead of burning them. I don't know why we didn't burn the witches. That's what we do with witches, as we all know, watching Monty (laughs) Python. We burn them! Um, But they cast a magic spell that says, uh, on Halloween, on a full moon, a virgin will light this one candle, which I think, like they said, was made with the fat of a hanged man or something which I I only bring up because I'll bring it up back later um, but uh, he's going to light this black flame candle and it will bring them back what they don't mention originally is that it only brings them back for that night um, which becomes a point later but yeah uh, later this kid who's like too cool for all this like Yo cool like Halloween worship, which, by the way, this town <laughs> worships Halloween. This town, like everyone, isn't
2: is, it? It's being taught
0: in schools. Salem?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's Salem. Yeah, But the story, but is it's
3: Salem. They are schools. like that. Are
0: they? I've never been. I've never been.
3: Well, I've never been either. But I would assume it's you would like assume Salem. You know what they say about assumptions? <laughs> Salem has like half of. They have, like, a big tourist community come in just and to here's where we hung hear about the- witches and everything. So I believe that part.
0: And here's where we hung the women that is who beautiful. were too liberal for our town <laughs> leaders. <sighs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they... Uh, this guy who comes in who's too cool for school trying to impress this girl who has... Uh, I think his little sister says nice yabos. Um Yeah he goes in and trying to impress her he lights the candle and resurrects the sisters therefore confirming that he is a virgin and we will be reminded about that a hundred times and the whole movie is about a thousand times trying throughout the movie to stop the sure. trying to stop the uh witches from like wreaking havoc and sucking children's souls um mm-hmm. And a lot of crazy, weird things happen along the way. Uh, The cat, the boy who was transformed into a cat, reveals that he could still talk when he was a cat, (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, which he was trying to get the attention of his parents earlier. So, did he like get the ability to talk later? Or did he just like (laughs) feel the need to meow and not freak out these pilgrims um, who would probably burn him, as uh, which is familiar? um but yeah they like get the little cat he's like there trying to help them out they steal the book that has the magic spell they uh get chased around by her ex uh who she has resurrected to chase them and has sewn his mouth shut and it's all weird kooky fun it's a very interesting movie because I don't think by any film standards, and I could be wrong because I'm not the film person on this. I don't think by any film standards you would call it a great movie.
3: No. Yeah. It's, no. <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. I I think a lot of like the reason why it's like such a big movie now is because all of the kids who were like raised on it as. Like, me, for example, I, like, grew up watching this, like, all the time during Halloween, and I loved it. And I think, like, that generation is now coming into adulthood, and all of us are seeing it through, like, a child's lens when we watch it, kind of. So, obviously, now is the time for a sequel, because the kids who love the first one are, like, finally reaching adulthood. Have disposable income. Like that. That yeah. can... And And the people who, like, really like the movie are, like fully sentient now yeah <laughs> instead of like just yeah yeah <laughs> aren't fully sentient you don't gain
0: sentiency until no. at least level 24 i know. yeah
1: i would say it's a very 90s
3: movie very nice. oh, yeah. like it
1: reminded me a lot of sort of sort of like that cultural impact that like space jam had how like ridiculously like funny but
0: like everybody loves it yeah
1: and um they they had a sequel like last year and oh that's a different kind of worms um different but very different yeah but i would say for me watching it i would say it kind of more was more interested in more of like some of the technical aspects of like the filmmaking of it. Mm -hmm. Cause like a lot of that, like stunt work and using like the mechanics to like making the witches fly and, you know, using like, I didn't even like realize as watching. Cause I always thought that the Binks, the cat was just a puppet. But no, no, they actually use is, they actually use CGI. He is CGI yeah. as hell.
0: He is nineties like, yeah. budget movie CGI. Um, yeah, I I put in my notes. Uh, it's it feels like a nineties decom like Disney Channel original movie. It gives right. me that nostalgia. For oh
3: that. yeah, um, I love. For some reason, well, I know the reason. It's because I was like raised in like the golden era of the DCOM. But like, there's something about like DCOMs from the '90s that is so nice to like watch. And I know Hocus Pocus technically isn't one. They're so like, weird. but for some reason, it gets like lumped in with them. Because but that's the like that's like the channel like feel it. of them.
0: It gives me a Halloween know, but, like, Town vibe. It gives me uh, oh yeah, boogeyman. Well, Halloween
3: Town oh. is totally different halloween oh you mean don't look under the bed yes
0: i think that's still i it.
3: love that movie i watched it there's like once like, when i was little i and love it that left a scar on my
0: brain
2: <laughs>
3: but there's something about like a decom that's like shot on film from the 90s or early 2000s that just has such a nice look to it uh-huh. that Like, really pleases me as a viewer, at least. So I kind of forgive a lot of things in them because I'm just like, this is so nice as a feeling. It's also just visually.
2: (laughs) For
0: The the thing I noticed about this original movie is that, like, there are camp elements. But most of the camp comes from the witches and the things they do. Everyone else is playing it straight um mm-hmm. as much as you know 90s child actors can play anything um mm-hmm. it's all very early 90s child actors acting um and you can feel that uh sometimes i did love the little sister um what was Yeah, her she's name? great. Well, Danny, i Danny.
3: would she say
1: was... yeah. I would definitely say probably the best sort of
3: Human character that wasn't <laughs> playing
1: by the witches or um
3: right. She did really well, yeah, I love she simultaneously, especially like at the end of the movie, too, like she really was like getting her emotions out with like the crying and stuff. yeah, I love yeah. she did really good. thara Birch is at... very is a good actor. Mm.
0: I loved her at the beginning because she's like, she knows how to play innocent but also knows every dirty thing her older brother knows (laughs) and will use that to embarrass him at any opportunity
1: it's great
0: yeah it kind of feels
1: very human yes it is
0: not a relationship we would see in a modern movie it's it's like pre-sanitization of like child characters um, um, but yeah, most of the camp, like I was saying, most of the camp in this movie comes from like the witches and the things they do. Bette Midler and the, I can't remember the
1: two other actresses, but there's
3: Sarah Patricia Jessica Parker, Parker. Yes. And, and
1: someone else.
0: Yeah, that Wait, one. Wait, hold on. up. Uh-huh. Someone else. I know her IMDb page. We're Kathy. Clicking
3: the Kathy. Namji. Najimi. 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 Mm, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, those two. Um, they're just eating up the scenery in every... Oh, yeah. Every, Especially Sarah Jessica Parker. She's literally just picking oh, things She's up. She's having, like, and just the time things. of her life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's literally, that's part of her character is this random Pika vibe. Uh, <laughs> but there's also other, like, things they do, like the resurrected corpse of her ex... Who cheated on her with her sister? He is so played,
3: good. Was played by played Doug Jones. By Doug Jones. I know. Oh, uh, living, legend. living legend. Living yeah. legend. <laughs> okay, what did Realizing. Doug Jones do?
0: Because I was watching this movie with other people, and they were like,
3: "Oh my gosh, it's Doug Jones!" And I was yeah. like, uh, "Doug Jones is like every movie monster." Okay. That like he's like um, the hands from. Pants Labyrinth, Abernth, but also the Fawn. Um
1: and he's the fish from The shape Fish of Water.
3: water. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, the the sexy fish from the Shape of Water. Yes, and he's also the other fish boy in Hellboy. Yeah. And he's in Crimson Peak is all the ghosts. Basically almost every Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah, he's like Gilmer del Toro's little play. <laughs> But in in yeah to you know, Del Toro wrong, just but... really wants
0: to see uh him play sexy fish. What can I say?
3: Yeah. Uh, he's in a lot of other things. But yeah, he is
0: but... so enjoyable in this movie. He gives him like a, a He's so fun. A kind of scarecrow vibe. Um mm-hmm. it's very it made me feel a little like at one point I was like, oh hey. We've got our Wizard of Oz group here. There's Toto. There's uh, the Cowardly Lion. We have uh, the Scarecrow now. We just need a Tin Man. Um, uh, But yeah, he was enjoyable, especially after he gets the, like, pocket knife to, like, open up the mouth and Mm he just starts telling her off. Um, Go to hell. I've been there. It's quite nice. But yeah, it's it's very it's a very interesting movie. Like I said, it's not a great movie by any measures. A lot of things just happen. Um mm. it all it all's kind of like stuck together and glued in a weird way, kind of loosely, but it does just all seem to like it's one thing to the next to the next to the next.
3: Right. Um yeah. but it's I always it still manages to be like very enjoyable for what it is. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Yeah, it was, like, very entertaining. It was, like, kind of yeah. surprisingly a little bit dark at times. Oh, yeah, which definitely. In fact, in fact, they're actually, um, the screenwriters, they actually wanted to make it much more of a darker story. But, you know, right. Disney. So they kind of had a sort of I mean, Disney fight a little bit. But that's still understandable. But, like, the climax and, like, the ending of the movie it's so dark it's like once when sunset when sun rises like the witches just go poof they explode like (laughs) literally they just go like bye-bye and like um winnie like turned into stone and then she just explodes and then like
3: before That that I, like, didn't understand why she was the only one who turned to stone. Because
0: she, she touched hollowed ground. Oh, That's apparently wow. what happens when you touch hollowed ground. You get five minutes to, like, monologue and threat, and then you turn into a
1: stone <laughs> statue. Oh, yeah, okay. and then, like, before that, like, one of, the, like, the witches, like, hits the cat, and then, like, assumingly it dies, and then, like, oh, once yeah. when the witches were defeated, it, like, like hit the-, the ghost...
0: Yeah, he gets hit uh, by a car. And we yeah. watch him
1: reinflate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, like, the g- and then basically, like, the ghost of Binks or whatever, like, says, like, hey, thanks for saving me, now I can rest easy. And then, like... His little sister comes out. So it doesn't get the cat. She they like literally they don't get a cat at all. It's like <laughs> literally there thing is, is a literal cat. There is a literal cat just like sitting there, just like dead, and they don't even like realize it. <laughs> like, no, they were like watching
0: the cat. They were all sad yeah. about the cat. He was dead. That was his soul. Um but yeah, I the one thing I always forget. Going into this, and then remember when anyone brings it up, is that is McGee from NCIS? (laughs) McGee is the cat, and that always
3: very familiar. Um, I I
0: watched like
3: a lot of it in
0: like high school, middle school, Mm -hmm. um, and it just always like blows my mind because that's the only other thing I've ever seen this man do. Um, I'm pretty sure. I can't say that definitively, so I shouldn't. But, um, he, he just, like, every time I watch it, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you from that cop procedural about Navy crimes. Um, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, it's where it's thought spraying. Yeah. It's a very... It does have a lot of dark elements. I would completely forgot that at one point they just trapped the witches in a kiln and burned them. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always just kind of block that part out. The, like, fake climax. Yeah, of the movie. when we think... When we think we've won, but we haven't. Mm. Um, yeah, and then it's just it's just like such a, it's not really a mess. It all kind of like plays together, but it's just so slightly unhinged mm-hmm. that it, mm-hmm. it it's kind of endearing.
1: Yeah, like, and yeah, also, it is. yeah, and also just watching the sort of behind the scenes, like, it seemed like a lot of, like, the people really enjoyed like doing it, like, as I was kind of sort of mentioning about the witches, like, you know, flying, and they said, like, yeah, it was, like, literally, like, their favorite part is, like, just, you know, being, like, stuck tied to a wire and, like, flying like an actual witch and, like, sort of, that all <laughs> coming together. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it was a very entertaining watch. And, yeah, I think, like, the only thing that's kind of holding it back for me is this sort of, like the main character and like the love interests, like the human characters mostly are really bad.
3: Being like completely like without personality really. Yeah, Yeah. they're just
0: protagonists in a nineties teen film.
3: Right. Right. And but that one guy does
0: have the personality trait of he's from LA.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey Hollywood. In fact, I think they originally wanted Leonardo DiCaprio
3: as like the lead but that like so funny
1: yeah and like you know he didn't do it because you know scheduling conflicts usually just the reality mm. of just He's any sort of on film production right this was like before right. Titanic yeah, so no.
0: I'm assuming he was much younger than when he was on Titanic well maybe not much but younger
1: yeah but Mm -hmm. yeah i think like the main character or the main lead i think he was like the ninth person (laughs) and then they they, like called them say like hey like we're running out of people and like do you want to join our crew and he was like sure and you know what you can do really
3: but yeah
0: but yeah there's there's just a lot of like it, it all feels a little, like, off the wall in Cornball at times. Like, the witches uh, don't recognize the children. Right. At one point, they come across a guy who they who's dressed up as Satan, and think they think the he's devil. actually Satan, yeah. and they just invade this man's house for a little bit uh, with his wife, who they think is a Medusa because she has, like, curlers in her hair. <laughs> um, there's just a lot of, it's a lot of, like, quirky weird fun that i don't think any plot synopsis would do justice i we would right. just we we would just be going like oh and then they did this and then they did that and then they did this there's not like there's not really any core themes or any like they, there's like the vague thing of the witches are out there they want children and we want to stop them getting the children that's like the only driving impetus of this
1: well they want to stay young forever I, yeah, they want that's they want children
0: right. um to
3: to consume. Not like I feel like the core theme of this one is oddly like love your sibling. Love your sibling,
0: that's the whole theme.
3: Which doesn't like well, that's like a big theme of the movie. I'm not saying it's like the driving force of the story at all. But but, yeah, because it's not. But like the theme that I really got out of it was like, cuz like Binks and his sister and then the lead and his younger sister, and that relationship parallel I thought was like what they were trying to like really emphasize by the end of the movie. If that makes sense. <laughs> I think you're bringing a your film degree not.
0: to deal with like a ninety uh <laughs> 90s decom.
1: <laughs> Oops.
0: And these yeah, like, here.
1: That um The thing weird about this movie is is that they released it in July. they we're basically competing against jurassic park
0: what what they released this in july yeah why would you it's a very halloween centric movie i know that If, if you were like going to hold it back i would hold it back till the next year not until just july
3: no i i like I know that it got kind of like mixed reviews upon opening. Maybe that's the reason. No one was in the mood to watch it. No one's in the mood you know? yeah. in July for Spooky. You spooky have to release shit. it in like September, October. Right. Or just, like they did with the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically kind of
1: like how it got successful was like it did so well on cable. Like it sort of got the right. a Christmas story treatment. Because I think the... <sighs> A Christmas Christmas Story story. was also wasn't very financially successful, but it really Mm. was sort of popularized and was super successful on cable.
0: Because was it TNT, TBS, one of those stations like one day, yeah, TBS just decided like the Christmas or two after it came out that it was just going to 24 hours play the a Christmas story and that it somehow gained a cult following out of that but yeah uh, mm-hmm. I don't know where the beginning of the cult following for this one is besides uh, Bette Midler and like the campy campy witches appealing to all the queers um, yeah
1: for- like they were exactly. very like the Sanderson sisters they were very like live action Disney villains yes like really i miss like
0: melons ah just like the people reveling
1: and just being evil speaking Um, of animation i got a question for you guys do you think this movie would have been successful if it was an animated movie over a live action movie
0: no i think being live action gave it it's like it, it let them be weird and experimental um animation they would have had to like animate each cell and plan out each thing and most of the it could have been
1: been, like stop motion
0: but most of the power of this film came from the three witches just just right going at it doing whatever weird thing they were doing that it doesn't seem most of that did not seem planned uh it just seemed like they Mm -hmm. literally like let them out to eat the scenery um right like i know the calming circle and all these other things i don't know how much of that was just improv and how much was like scripted but they though it was those three's performance that i think really made this movie like stand out and i Mm -hmm. think we would lose that if we were having to meticulously craft each one of them doing whatever they were doing
3: Mm -hmm. okay yeah i agree with that i think i think it still would be like a decent Successful movie if it was animated, but I do think like you said, like the drive of the movie is how much fun uh-huh. the Sanderson sisters are having. Yeah. You'd
0: also lose Just, a lot of the camp element that I think right. would go for it. Cause it would all be like unified theme. Uh whereas a lot of the thing that makes this movie like work is the Sanderson sisters standing out against everyone. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Um Speaking of standing out against everyone, uh, the scene with the musical number, did anyone else watch that and go like, oh, is that My Kim up on stage? Who? Because the band members were like skeleton marching band outfits. I got a very big uh, My Chemical Romance uh, Black Uh, uh, Friday. I was like, wait. (laughs) I looked up and was like, when you were a young boy, What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the last thing i wanted to mention um anything else to say about the first movie before we move on to the second
1: well what'd you guys rate the first Focus focus out of five Ooh, that's a good one
3: um i'll give her i'll give her like a three because it's fun enjoyable
0: I feel like this defies right. Like if I was rating it as a movie, right, it wouldn't be rated super high. But just like rating it as an overall experience, maybe a three point five, somewhere in yeah. there,
1: pushes it a little over the top. Like I would say, like for me, like two and a half, three, probably more mm-hmm. closer than a two and a half. Like I, I think I appreciate it in terms of like the technical and like the performances of the sanderson Just, sisters mm-hmm. and doug jones right and Thor merch
0: it's a fun movie to watch on halloween with all your yeah. friends yes so it's for like sure campy and that's that's mm-hmm. why it's a cult classic because we don't have a whole lot of like besides horror movies we don't have a whole lot of like halloween centric movies and this is like a good mixture of like creepy but not trying to scar you
1: but if you want Most to have like a time. witch movie that will scar you, and that is no, also a kid's no, movie, is the nineties version of the
3: witches. Yeah. I love that movie. That movie, <laughs> I actually
1: watched it like a few um a couple of years ago and like it's it's, it's really scary. It's really scary and really good. Like if you if yeah, if you, know, if, if, so you if you wanna have like a good like witch movie that's probably better than hocus pocus would probably be the 1990s oh, version of the witches
0: that's the sound bite mm-hmm. that people are going to use and say how dare she say that about the right. witches <laughs> um but yeah no we've gone into amy boosh territory again i I, <laughs> I don't want to be scared by witches i like the campy enjoying of evil witches uh but yeah Now let's get into the sequel. 20 years later, they decided it was time to bring it back.
1: It was actually 29. 29. 29. 29. Almost 30 years. Well, yeah, Yeah. that's the
0: 30-year cycle for you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's... So, the sequel. Uh, We get get taken back to the small uh, town they were living in. But this time, we get to see the Sanderson sisters as children uh growing up in this very uh puritanical pilgrim town because most because you know salem massachusetts yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um we get introduced to more people around the town instead of just stackery bigs the talking cats um Mm -hmm. uh, we get to see like how they're dealing with life And strangely, how there are three orphaned girls uh, in this town without any parents. How they want to make Winnie get married to some guy she doesn't like. uh, When she would instead like to be with uh, Billy, who she had one kiss with. um, And has proclaimed him as her own. Um, That's a big point of this movie, this time around. Um, uh, And then they eventually get run out... By the town, um, after like they try to take her sisters away and force her to get married, uh, they all run out and escape to the forbidden woods, where they meet uh, mother, the devil herself. I don't know, uh, another
1: witch who where they ch- meet mother witch. Yeah. she's just the mother I mean,
0: witch. Yeah, they that's what they refer like the whole first movie. They keep talking about their sweet mother, and in this movie, they talk they refer to her as mother. Um, mm. so I'm assuming this is who they're talking about, who has the ability to transform into a crow, which I would have... It was, a, it was actually a...
1: I think it was a, a red-winged blackbird. No, a red-winged blackbird. Ooh, that's Blackbirds what I kind
0: of... Woods.
1: Mm. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so they meet this old lady, and she's the one who gives them the book, which I think also makes her Satan herself. Uh, because they say in the first movie she was given that book by Lucifer. Uh, I, I, I I think that might have just been the urban legends going around. But they also mm. accurately predicted that Big Scott turned into a cat. So I don't know what to take as like uh, as um, honest of what to take as like just lore. Um, mm-hmm. But we go back. They get given that book and uh, they find this spell That's like Magica Maxima. uh, That apparently will just grant a witch ultimate power. Um, uh, We also get told the book doesn't like that. uh, And they shouldn't perform it. Um, And then they... uh, We get like a flashback two years later. um, And now we're back in Salem. Uh, it's been about mm-hmm. thirty years since uh the events of the last movie, which are canon. Um, and we get intro, we pretty much go straight into like getting introduced to the girls, right, or the girl.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember how yeah. that
0: starts. It's like completely.
1: It was like it, two um, of it was like two of them. It, it was, was like them. the main one, and then the sort of other friend. There's like three of yep. them, but like one of them was like right, trying to you know hang out with her boyfriend and boyfriend and all
3: yeah. That. um yeah, he so was... that whole dynamic is set up right off the bat, yeah, that's basically. like set up you get that yeah. there's two friends they're about to celebrate the protagonist's sixteenth birthday, and that's um and they have a third person in their trio who they feel is. Leaving them to go hang out with their boyfriend and have a party on the same night. Yeah, it was also and her set dad up. Also, the mayor.
0: the The flashback actually happened on Winnie's sixteenth birthday. That's kind right. of important because that's apparently when she can start like manifesting powers. Um, and she immediately uses the spells and her powers to like attack the town and like set right the old or set the like um, preacher's house on fire. The one who's trying to make her marry somebody. And was trying to take her sisters away um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we get the two girls um who were once part of a three girl best friend they had like this ceremony they usually hold on her birthday um they're into like witchy crystals and like magic and all that stuff, like like mm-hmm. wicca kind of things mm-hmm. um the the sanitary they
3: frequent or, the the they magic like shop the major the <laughs> neighborhood crystal it feels shop. like a disneyfication a really of
0: wicca um just like oh yeah mm-hmm. these things give you power like you never see them right. like waiting for a full moon to make like a herbal like concoction know. that they're just going to burn burning sage or anything uh yeah, we get introduced introduce them we get uh introduced to the girl and her new uh, boyfriend who then tells them that they're gonna have a party when usually these three girls all go out and do this ritual and watch a lot of scary movies on Halloween which is this girl's birthday um, but yeah they they are introduced and then uh, the girl like mutters things under her breath to like freak out the guy um, because mm-hmm. he's like you're a witch and all this stuff and um, They both end up getting Saturday detention. Um, And then we meet the girls. The the one girl who's left, dad, uh, who's the mayor of the town,
2: who is played Mm -hmm. by the same
0: actor who played the uh, old pastor of the town. Um, We get that established. Uh, Eventually, they go to the magic shop. Uh, and they're given a candle by the magic shop owner to go use in their ritual for the night. Um, which, when they go do it, turns out it is a black flame candle. Uh, and because it was lit, in, lit on Halloween night under a full moon by a virgin, uh, summons... The Sanderson sisters. It doesn't apparently have to be a, any the Black Flame candle, it can just be a Black Flame candle, which I need to talk Retcon Gilbert. Yeah. Uh his name was Gilbert Gilbert the Great, I think was his like thing. Um, I need to talk to him about mm. where he got the fat mm. of a Hank man. Was that just like very deep on the deep web that he just like mm. found that to make this candle? Because that was so... what the candle was
1: made of. So I guess, from what I've kind of remembered, was that the magic place was actually where all the things at the Sanderson sisters. It was basically their house, essentially. Yeah, it just it was turned a, into a
3: house, like he turned into like a museum shop, sort yeah, of. Yeah, it had yeah. been a tourist yeah. attraction
0: in the first movie, but now he has turned it into like a, a, a mm. magic shop that is both simultaneously sleight of hand and like Wiccan stuff, like crystals and all that right. stuff. Um, he's got the magic book locked up, um, in like a safe and he's got, he's giving them a black flame candle. Um, apparently they had hourglass. None of us knew about in the last movie. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, they light the candle, the witches come back. Um, and they immediately launched into a musical number. Which was weird. I did yeah. that. It was like, I, I was like, why? Already? It's like, I know the musical number was like a thing in the last movie. But it's like, why immediately when they come back did they launch into a musical number?
3: I like the musical number in the first movie. And because I think a lot of people do like that musical yeah. number, they decided this one is going to have a couple. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That first
3: one was atrocious, but I do like I, yeah. That one of the girls was like, "Who are they performing for?" and then Sarah Jessica Parker like jump scares and she's you. like, "For you." That was funny.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, I enjoyed that.
3: I find, it made up for how terrible that performance was. I find it and just how out of place it was. I
0: find it interesting that they tried the same gambit that the little like uh the little girl tried. Um in the first movie which was telling them that she's also a witch but they managed to like pull it off um, they're right. like we're witches we've just been consuming children's souls and then the movie right. turned into a Walgreens ad?
1: Yeah uh, it turned into a Sony was, movie oh my
3: god
0: yeah
1: it was literally
0: weird They, it was like it was fun, because a lot of the old movie was, like, them interacting with modern things, like a bus driver, or, like,
1: trick-or-treat.
0: But this one just was very product placement-y. Uh, it felt very there
1: soulless. Because,
0: yeah, they bring them there to, uh, uh, exactly. That, that was the problem they had once they got to the Walgreens. Because um, they, like, bring them there to they're trying to like produce anti-aging so they take them to the anti-aging stuff in Walgreens which kind of makes sense but it also feels like a giant product placement a giant like brand Walgreens is labeled everywhere like if this had been like any like just run-of-the-mill kind of uh store um like what are what are they called pharmacies that like has that kind of stuff like, if it would just been, like, a small town, like, little thing. I, I feel like that wouldn't have been mm-hmm. as gross as just walking into Walgreens and watching them screw with everyone. Um, they meet little Sanderson sisters who want to take a picture with them. Uh, and then eventually they get scared by their own reflection in a mirror, uh, in, like, one of those store mirrors
3: that's, like, rounded, that, that distorts their image. Yeah,
0: and then they're, like... Yeah. wait, how many children's souls are in these products? He's like, none. <laughs> There's no children's souls. And then they realize they've been tricked. They go all Sanderson mm-hmm. sister, like, turn off all the lights. Um, Again, I could explain this movie plot point by plot point, but that would take way too long because this movie is yeah. very... It's like the first one in that it's, like, kind of disconnected. It's all, like... Put together by the theme of like these girls are trying to stop the Sanderson sisters, but this time the Sanderson sisters, instead of wanting to like get eternal youth, they want to do the magic, like the magic spell that will give them ultimate power. Um, so mm-hmm. that they don't have to consume youth, they can take, they can destroy Salem for revenge. Um, the were revealed that Gilbert actually meant to like resurrect them because he thought they were just misunderstood. Um he gets sent off to like go collect all these things for their spell because they've got his life tied to an hourglass. A la again, Wizard of Oz um they just keep going mm. with Wizard of Oz references he ends up going and this is my favorite part of the film. This is my favorite part of the film where he goes and he uh w- he goes to like get Billy's head and it's revealed that like, billy's been alive for the past 30 years right. he got he never got put back to rest he's just been in his grave um just like chilling uh and they just have a little bromance where they go around to collect all these things that's my favorite part of this film um because billy
3: billy's great um i know he's uh, he's everything yeah. yeah uh
1: and then I think it was like my favorite part of the movie i would say like it, yeah,
0: it yeah. was kind of. Uh, eventually, they reunite with the one girl, um, and they sort all the things out in a very high school like girl
3: way. It's like I didn't realize that They're you were upset to, about like, that. I didn't yeah, realize you were upset. Quickly about... become friends. Yeah. and Get the plot moving again in like under a minute. <laughs> yeah, they get
0: back. The Sanderson yeah. sisters are trying to like hunt down the mayor because he's a distant relative to the pastor. Um, they need his mm. blood for the potion. Um, eventually it all culminates with them like back in the woods, and we find out one of the, like, the third girl, the 16, the one who just turned 16, is actually a witch, and her two friends can form her coven, and they can use their witchy powers to, like, counteract the Sanderson's witchy powers, but they don't manage to stop her, uh, because they, like, get the book away from her, because the book doesn't want to perform the spell, and apparently now the book has agency, um, and they get the book... <laughs> to like come over to their side and it reveals that this spell is going to come at a cost that they didn't want to read uh and the cost is her sisters they like perform the spell mm-hmm. she gets ultimate powers but both of her sisters disappear and that bet midler in this like little scene is just like so heartbreaking just like
3: oh she's incredible it's like
0: a, i shouldn't feel as bad about this as i do but she lost her sister she
3: did really she really lost well her
0: sisters and i was like oh my gosh i'm sad um
2: right
3: but
0: yeah she then asked to be reunited with her sisters because ultimate power doesn't mean anything if she can't share it with them which if she had just shared it with them would have saved her ass but she didn't um but yeah that anyways everything gets like set to set right and they go off to watch a horror movie um, I don't, yeah. I, that's skipping a lot of the things that happen, and like the big musical
3: number. Mm. Yeah, the big musical number. Uh, that's some, I'm like, gonna get ya. Jag Queens cameo. Jag Queens. I hate, I don't like them. You know what? Actually, never mind. Cause now I realize that I'm stupid. But I was like, I don't like them singing one way or another because how would they know that song? But also, how would how they, they know? know I put a spell on you? So, but then again, they did just, see the
0: people performing the song before.
3: Earlier. Right. Mm.
0: But yeah, I don't know.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, at the end, the girls become like a new coven. Because we can't hopefully. just demonize witches in movies anymore. I know. Um, Being a good gaggle of witches. But yeah, these are a the good white child witches. child-eating one.
1: Which I think... Mm. I they guess, like, the thing I was a little confused, like, how did they, how did, like, she, like, get witch powers? She turned 16. Like, that 16. was a thi- Oh. Yeah, yeah, she turned 16. That's, like, when and you get witch powers. Verse, they said,
3: apparently. like, on a 16th birthday, if you're a witch, you mm. just start getting your powers.
1: Just randomly? Yeah. No, it's when you get
0: 16 because patriarchal, uh, fears of women aging.
3: Right. But they also did mention white witches, yeah. In *Pocus*, *Pocus* one. one, yeah. They She's like, "Oh, aren't you
0: a little clever, white
3: witch?" Like the lead love interest, a white witch, because she, because she uses salt. Guess, because she so. uses salt again. Because yeah,
0: in the first one, which was
1: for they'd never like it didn't really affect them that as much, but like in this, it was like, "Oh, we're just magic barrier gonna because use we it. can
0: have because we have the money to do the green screen now." We have the money to like do the special effects. In the old one, if they would like tried to shoot lightning against it, it would have looked stupid. Um <laughs> they did use the lightning effect. The lightning effects have been upgraded
3: like greatly. Um immensely.
0: But yeah, it's there there are a lot more. I feel like there are a few more like plot threads or like ideas in this one that are like shown and then thrown away. I also feel like so my big thing was if the last one was a nineties decom movie, this was like a present day decom movie.
3: Um I feel like it's I haven't seen a present day movie. I haven't either
0: in a while. They've really gone downhill, but I feel I, I, this gives me the kind of vibes of one. We've got the core three female friend group. Uh, we've got the, the power was inside of you all along and friendship is the real thing we should go for. Um,
3: and there is also... You have the sibling theme again too, though. Yeah. I'm telling you, this there's one, something about the sibling, the but this one it's more apparent. Are, the
0: themes in this one were much more clear. Like, I got from the very right. beginning, we were going to have like a coven versus coven fight. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the th- themes of unity of like friendship and siblinghood is all kind of gone through i also think this one the last movie i mentioned like the three witches were the campy element against like the regular town the kind of mediocre acting of everyone else in this one they like feel like they've heightened everyone else not to their level of camp and weirdness but to a level of camp and weirdness and i don't know if it
1: it really jives as well I didn't really felt like got that from like the performances. Not like the especially th- from the,
0: not from like the main three girls.
1: I would say yeah, because for me, I would say this acting for me, I felt a lot worse. Like I felt mm-hmm. I didn't really weren't really bought in by it. Like okay. it just felt very wooden. It felt very wooden to me. Like it didn't really show it It kind of felt like they were very static from like what i I watched and i thought it was just very just i thought it was just more boring
0: they i
1: oh yeah
0: i would say that the three main girls is more subdued acting um i would i wouldn't say that it was necessarily wooden it just wasn't like it, to me, it wasn't, like, the camp or, not the camp, but it wasn't, like, they, they were better actors than the first girl, than the first, like, Oh,
1: career. like, in, th- in in theory, but it felt in like but I it actually just, agree with you. Like, in theory, they felt they yeah. were, they should be probably better actors, but it felt like the script was kind of relying too much of the nostalgic factor of, like, oh hey remember the sanderson sisters like Mm -hmm. remember they kind of wanted to ham in on that and being more focused on like their backstory even though that if you're trying to like because essentially this is more of like a patch of passing on the torch or whatever yeah
0: it's Mm -hmm. this one more plays like a ya film that just happens to have the sanderson sisters in it
1: right Um,
0: whereas the first one was like tailor-made for them uh, mm-hmm. this one gave a little bit more focus to the leads. I think that most of the actors in it did a fine job, like most of the young actors.
3: Right.
0: Um they did they uh, they did make like the the mayor character a lot more campy. They made the world
3: oh, around absolutely. them a yeah. lot more
0: comedic and campy to which I think it's a decision uh like uh I lost his name. It just feels
1: like to be, it just felt very more corporate y than the first one.
3: Well, that's Disney now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, comparing the opening sequence of the first one to the opening sequence of the second one, just as like how they depict Salem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's it's very insane the difference of them because in the first one, you have the Sanderson sisters being hanged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second one, you have them scaring the mayor with a spider, and he thinks it's the devil, and it's like a comedic thing and for them to go and escape into the yeah. catch a house you on know.
0: fire, and nobody gets hurt. Like the yeah. first one, they literally kill a child, and then mutilate her brother and turn him into a cat, and then our hair. Yeah. Um, it's a very different vibe. It has been very sanitized from the first mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. We've gotten rid of most of like the kind of more adult elements. Nobody's mentioning yabos. Uh, we're not constantly breaking up a thousand times about how she's a virgin. Um, well, I just really hate...
1: But- I just really didn't really like how the book was actually more CGI'd. Because, like, in the first one, it was all, like... The book looked good in the first one, In too, the first one. Need to, yeah. yeah. I don't know why they didn't, like like it felt very unnecessary like it, it it kind of got me out of the movie you know cause like you know having this book like it was kind of felt real but to me it just kind of felt like very just fake in a sense like yeah they use a lot this more... feels it feels a lot more low budget yeah than well, like the first one I felt like see the
0: first one they really? couldn't rely yeah. as
1: much
0: on CGI Right. This one, they can Um Which, like, gives them... They had to use practical effects because it was the 90s and we didn't have much mm-hmm. of anything else. Um, but yeah. Uh, I It feels a lot more sanitized. It feels a lot more corporatized. But, like I said, if the last one was a 90s decom, this is a modern decom. That's, like, mm-hmm. what Disney yeah. produces now. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I There's also, like, the, um, the Gen Z kind of, that's yikes, or things. And like I said, they made the town a lot more campy. Like, the bullies in the old one were weird, but they weren't, like, oddly, they weren't as self-aware, whereas the bully in this one is just, like, too dumb to live. Um, <laughs> the bully-slash-boyfriend... Um who doesn't realize he's bullying people
3: uh, right yeah, it's
0: a lot more it's a lot they've like heightened the comedy um they've made it a little bit more self referential uh which is the way a lot of movies are going right now
2: um Niche.
0: but yeah, was it Megan trainer at the beginning what like when they transferred?
3: It sounded just like a Megan Trainor song, but yeah. I don't think it was because I don't think she has like Halloween music. But <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely like Megan Trainor Halloween, ask. like spirit Halloween. See, what yeah. I find
0: a lot of people are saying, like, this feels like a copy of a copy. Um, like, they do lean very much into like old references and things i honestly think they do a good job in this movie not relying too heavily on the old plot piece they do find their new ways of like doing things um like it's not just like keep keep away the book from the witches the entire time um Mm -hmm. i also like they do a good job setting up their themes setting up uh their what is it the um what is the 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 film term or the story term about uh, the when a gun is placed on a wall in Act One, you better see that gun being used in Act Two,
1: three,
0: Act Three, or something like that. <laughs> Can you give me the name?
3: It's of somebody's Lincoln. gum. It's foreshadowing. It's somebody's Wait, gun. It's oh, a very
1: like the specific this, term, like where you where you introduce something in the first act and then it, um, comes back in the third act. It's like it a that
0: no. Uh. It's it's like don't introduce extraneous elements.
3: It is very specifically right. somebody. I think it might be. I think it might be the Hitchcock rule. Right? Because didn't he say that about like a bomb on a train? No, that's yeah.
0: that's it's scarier if you have if you like. It's more scary if you put a bunch of people in a bomb in a room than just blowing up a bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Um,
1: but yeah, Chekhov's
0: gun. Chekhov. Chekhov's oh. gun. Sorry, it's gotcha. Stage world. That's, that's I, my, I do think I have heard of that. Yes, though. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. They do a lot of that. It's not necessarily as much foreshadowing, but just don't introduce extraneous plot elements. Um, if you're going to introduce, if you're going to have a solution later on, make sure it's set up beforehand. I think they do a, a decent job here, even if it's campy and weird. I love the little part where like they're stuck. In the salt circle, and I was like, "Okay, how are they gonna get out of this? And this better not, not be some stupid thing." And then the Roombas that we've had like set up oh the God. entire yeah. movie come in and start like, yeah, eating the salt. And I was just like, "Ah, ah, Chekhov's Roombas."
3: <laughs> oh, I loved the Roombas. I have to say, um, I thought that was fun. I
0: yeah, I mean that was very much a reference. To the old, like you know, vacuum
3: in the vacuum. Raw.
0: But I think they did a lot with the new Roombas that I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, um, they did more with the Roombas than they did with the vacuum in the first one. I think yeah. personally, well, I, feel I think like
1: with the I think with the vacuum thing, they were just finding things because someone or or some kids already yeah, took kids their Yeah, kids stole brooms. their brooms for like an added so, random
0: plot element. So they just like yeah. went to like a broom cupboard and like pulled out all the stuff from it. Um which is kind of what happened here. They just needed brooms, so they just pulled stuff from the shop.
1: Small <laughs> oh yeah. greens.
0: I asked the guy and he said they were uh good cleaners, but he said they had a mind of their own. Um <laughs> I they did a good <laughs> job playing with the elements of the old one were but finding like new twists of it. It wasn't like I was watching the same movie twice or like they couldn't find anything original to do with this movie. They added their new elements, they played with those new elements. They did rel- they did use a lot of references to the old one. Um I on the whole scene with the Sanderson lookalike thing and uh, the mob that was chasing after the dad. Went nowhere. Oh, that yeah. was just no, a reference nowhere. to the old movie. Um, yeah. And to prevent this man from getting his caramel apple, which was a subplot that why did we need? Why did we need? <laughs> there were things in this movie that they added for, for comedy and camp's sake that didn't need to be there. Whereas the old one, the only camp in comedy came from the witches uh, and the oh, constant right. telling us that he was a virgin. Um, I think
1: that's why I just didn't really enjoy it as much like it just felt very like tired some a lot where it's like okay we kind of get it and it was just really just weird that they sort of made it a little serious like towards the end Yeah, like I I get why Mm. they're trying to be more sympathetic towards like the Sanderson Swisters but it's like to be like did we kind of need it but I guess to, like, fill in with, like, I guess the lore of it, but it just, to be it just very was, I kind of, like, checked out on it, checked out for most of it because I did not felt engaged as I was in as the first one. Mm -hmm. I think that was just more of just, like, how it, like, some of the productions were just sort of made. I don't know if like you guys noticed it but like the uh, the audio dialogue for me for some reason cuz I was like watching it with like my headphones and watching it like on the on my computer and just kind of hearing hearing like right audio entering
0: Amy Woosh zone, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> I I don't know if I was like the only one kind of noticed that, like, some like the audio kind of felt very off watching it. I didn't
3: notice that. I
0: watched it on a big but... screen, and I
3: also had a yeah. Old... Okay.
0: I also had um. I watched it with friends, and my friend's dad was there, and he was on a meeting through both the m- movies, talking in the background. So that was. <sighs> If you're listening to this podcast, I it was great. I loved it. But that was that was hard. I had to like take yeah. extra time to like focus in.
3: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice that. That might but... have been a thing with your
0: headphones. Or... Yeah,
3: you said you had. But headphones also, you're like I don't know. If... You're the audio iTunes. engineer here, yeah. so
1: yeah. So yeah, maybe true. it was just like like something felt very wrong that they kind of. Didn't do like audio editing, or they kind of did. They hmm. sort of like half asked it, but I think that's just sort of me just like over
3: analyzing it. I kind of want to like go back now, just like listen watch a clip headphones. and like listen to the audio with headphones and see what happens. <laughs> now,
1: I, 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 I might be a little crazy on that. Like, <laughs> it, it's just something that I kind of noticed between like. Because I didn't really notice it from like the first movie, but like comparing it to the second one, it just felt very like something felt very muffled. Mm. In a sense, with like the audio, I don't know if like if this was if 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 it was like yeah, if it was Mm. just if it was just like if it was like a rushed production, whereas like they didn't have time for like post production stuff, maybe, but. I don't really know, but it's something that I don't know if anyone would notice other than me. Maybe I'm crazy,
3: but I don't know. A I'm little off-topic. I I, I'm I'm like actually gonna go check and see if I I might be crazy, but like
1: <laughs> just uh, comparing it to like the first one and then like the second and then like watching like a scene in the second one. I think okay. I
3: might be a little crazy, but no, I'm gonna do it because <laughs> I'm mad that I didn't pick up on it. <laughs>
0: You noticed something like super niche about a film that I didn't
1: see. How can I call myself a (laughs) film bro? I know. I it it, it's something that like I I kind of noticed, but I could like I said, I might be a little crazy on this, but if listening, you guys say to like the audience, yes,
0: Um, right. Anywho. One of the big questions I always like to ask whenever we watch a, um, whenever we watch a new Disney remake or a sequel that's coming out like years later, um, is I like to ask, what would this movie, how would we respond to this movie if it wasn't a sequel, uh, or if it wasn't a remake, a remake of that original movie? Like personally, I believe most of the Disney like remakes we wouldn't give two craps about uh if they no. like came out now maybe beauty and the beast we'd be like oh that's cool but i think no. like aladdin lion king we would all just kind of like shrug them off um yeah so with this one i wonder like if we didn't have the legacy of and I, I'm including this one because it, it, while it does, while it does reference a few of the old things, and it has a lot of like, lore in there. It could stand on its own, as a movie, um, with just like a few minor modifications, if we didn't have uh, yeah, the original. Yeah, can movie. see
3: that. Yeah. So
0: how would this stand, How would this movie fare if it just came out today? Um, which, I
3: honestly. Like probably would not give it the time of day hmm. if it came out today. <laughs> I think no one would um, watch it. Honestly, I, I really th- think like, it would. I think it would do terribly. I think it might without like the nostalgia selling point.
0: Here's my thing. I think it would do pretty terribly as well. But I think okay. <laughs> a small group of people would really latch on to the campy acting of the witches and like. Mm-hmm. Their interactions along with like the weird kind of uh romance the uh, romance between Gilbert and Johnny, mm-hmm. and then I think it would slowly become
2: another cult classic, like the first movie did
3: <laughs> so, I don't know about that
2: i don't i don't I'm not know. sold on that i'm not really I don't
3: think. I think if we didn't I have the, the first original... one. Like has a certain sorry. I think the first one like has a certain charm level that mm-hmm. this one just is. But I think the reason have.
0: we don't like see the charm in this one is because we have the old one that we're comparing it to. We've we've like seen the Sanderson sisters before. But if I, we hadn't I know. seen them before, if this was our first introduction to them, I think people would love them. But it would be a very
2: niche group of people.
1: Hmm. I mean you could say the same way as the first one I think that's what the problem with the second one is is that a lot of the plot elements felt very similar like it almost felt like I guess I kind of call it like a sequel make where it's like it's a sequel but it kind of feels like a remake of like the first one mm-hmm. which is more sanitized um, it almost kind of reminded me of the new mary poppins movie where i have not seen that one it marketed it kind of was marketed as like a sequel but like it kind of felt very similar to the original like the first one Mm -hmm. in of a sense
0: yeah i'll admit a couple of the plot elements i think the weakest parts of this movie is when they are trying to reenact plot elements from the first one like when they do the whole mob scene um which oh goats nowhere because it was just to reference the old movie but i think in the right. elements where like it moves forward like uh again the bromance i love the bromance between those two um i think when it's like dealing with the three little girls like and their reaction to all this i think that those parts work um so i i, I don't know part of me wonders if we had just if this movie had standed on its own with, like, minor modifications because it doesn't have the mm-hmm. old one to lean on, um, would it, like, do pretty well? And I think it had the potential, because because it's a sequel, because we've seen this all before, Um, I don't think it will become a cult classic. But I think it could have been, could have, like, recaptured that essence if we didn't have it relying on the old one as well.
1: Mm. I think with like modern audiences, I kind of feel it would just be like, "Oh, why are these witches so over the top?" Like, I then mean, we have like some sort of series.
0: They would have done. They would say that. I mean, again, the nineties movie flopped, but right. like a few groups of weird people who like campy villains, aka the queers, um, mm-hmm. like latched onto it and made it a cult classic.
1: Yeah, But I don't know it just I think that it probably would have made I think the sort of backstory of like the witches would have kind of made more sense with like the theming of it but like for B it just kind of felt like it's like why do we need it we just kind of already kind of established that they're like like a typical like Disney villain. like you know they never really had like a backstory that was like it wasn't explored it was just kind of like all they just kind of want is like just be young forever mm. you know but it just kind of felt like they were like oh we're kind of just giving them like a backstory but the one that was like established in the first one i guess wasn't like good enough i guess so I mean,
0: it didn't really changed that backstory it gave us a little bit more of a view of a younger them i don't know if that was necessary yeah. but it i i think for the theme that they wanted to do of the like sisters um yeah it set that up well even if it made all of salem campy and jokey um which i did not really mm-hmm. appreciate
3: yeah but uh
0: now i think We've talked about a lot of the movies, but before we get onto the ratings, I do want to, uh, I feel like the wet blanket for bringing this up, but as a trans woman, I feel like I need to. uh, one of the big reasons, I don't think, as much as I enjoy the movie, I don't think I can recommend it, uh, apparently recently, Bette Midler has started a J.K. Rowling arc, um...
3: I saw that. Yeah. Like a little she bit of that.
0: She tweeted a a very trans uh, an inherently transphobic art- uh, article that was like, well, the far right doesn't like women, but the far left is trying to make us use like uh more inclusive terms. So they're just trying to erase women just as much as the far right is, which is just like a whole article saying that trans-inclusive language is just as bad as literal mm. fascism. Um, and she retweeted that. And she was like, I have nothing against trans people. This isn't but we need to be aware of. This threat to womanhood. And uh, we also, she started like, I've been a, a icon of this community for so and so many years. And that, has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I hope yeah. that's all we see from her. But I find like once celebrities start going down that path, they keep going down that path. Um,
3: yeah, I mean, look at JK. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe she's not another JK, but it's been concerning. So as much as I like yeah. enjoy these movies, I don't know if I can like say, everybody go out and watch them. Uh, because I don't yeah. want to support
3: that. That makes a lot of sense.
1: That is completely fair. Um, I, I I didn't even know about that until you brought it up.
0: I mean, at but this yeah. point, if you're watching them on Disney Plus, you're not giving, you're not really specifically giving her any more money, um, because you're already playing, just paying this uh, flat thing. Substance- but you are telling mm-hmm. the network. Hey, we want to see her in more things, which right. yeah. um, I don't know if I'm 100% on board with. But yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, oh, my phone just what? went
1: off.
0: <laughs> right underneath my mic, too. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, it's like the it's like the QAnon pipeline we were talking about, I think at the beginning. Like, <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. So, but like the turf pipeline is just Uh, just as hard to get off of once you've started, like you said, so Right. Hopefully someone will be able to talk some sense into Bette Midler especially since she's so close to the queer community, as she has said, I guess She's gotta know some people who have to be like, you sound ridiculous but yeah, yeah.
0: I I find the problem with a lot of people on the not a the problem but I find a problem uh we have LGBT, uh but LGB mm-hmm. are kind of a whole separate thing from T. Uh T yeah. makes a completely different group of claims uh for things. Mm-hmm. And we should be aware and we are united because we have always been fighting together uh on right. these things. Um, ever since, like, I mean, even before, but, like, the big one everyone points out is, like, trans women were there throwing rocks at Stonewall. Um, mm-hmm. And trans women were s- some of the first people to start resisting at Stonewall. Um, mm-hmm. But the cl- a lot of people, if you're not affected by it, you don't look into it. So I find a lot of... Right. Uh, especially unfortunately like gay white men or older
3: oh yeah no i know women yeah they don't do their research people at all yeah
0: they don't (laughs) tend to do their research onto anyone else's oppression and just kind of like use that as a badge of like oh i'm oppressed i don't have to like help i know when they tend to Uh, be i know not to like do uh oppression comparisons but like
3: Mm. gay white
0: people are probably the least oppressed of the lgbt um yeah with maybe a little bit for like but bi people have their own problems with the community of like bi erasure uh and Mm -hmm. just like trying to get their own acknowledgements in the community um -hmm. but yeah they they have this way of like holding up their own oppression and then using that as an excuse not to listen to anyone else's.
3: Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, no, I see it all the time. There's so many people, especially gay white men, coming from one, but, like, so many of them are so... They just don't want to educate themselves on anything else that's going on within their community, and they think (coughs) that they're, like, literally... The, like, just because they're gay means that, like, they can do any like they 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 have they have no responsibility for themselves after that we all say uh, and we're so oppressed. I love I that
0: this conversation is happening on a majority black network by the whitest podcast <laughs> they have I know by <laughs> a bunch of queer people, um mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just a reminder i I have like constantly like have to see other queer people not like taking their own oppression at for granted and not realizing other people's and how they're all connected um mm-hmm. like there there is a recent feminist post i saw about like florida's making women athletes give them uh records of periods and menstruation um to oh jesus yeah to compete in female sports um yeah that's their new policy and i saw like feminists yeah. like talking about it. What they didn't talk about, I what I did that. hear from other from like trans people is that this was implemented as a way to keep trans women out of female only sports. Because you can't report your period cycle right if you're not like actively bleeding.
3: That but it also seems Yeah, I think it is. There is the issue of trans people, but they're using they're using their. But they're also using it to like track women's periods. Yeah, in a in a state that is probably going to like ban abortions and things like that. There's like a whole lot of implications. But there,
0: that's the thing I'm saying. There's a lot of implications, but it started as keeping trans women out of sports. Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. And they're
0: using us to get to you, so. Right. When you see someone, another group oppressed, when you see another marginalized group and the struggles they're going through, you need to pay attention because mm-hmm. they will use the same tactics and they will use their oppression of that group to come for you eventually. Um, this is a weird thing to end a Hocus Pocus podcast about.
2: <laughs>
0: we had a great time watching Hocus
1: Pocus. <laughs> yeah.
0: So much hocus focus, pocus uh, And now we're talking about the state of the world and oppression as uh, queer people and how we all need to be aware. Uh, that's, that's going to be the hallmark of this podcast is the uh, mm-hmm. very bleak social commentary at the end. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. that is as a trans woman in the South, that is what I'm constantly surrounded by. So that is what I'm constantly looking at. And that unfortunately did hinder my enjoyment of these movies a little bit uh, and did Mm -hmm. hinder um, my ability to really recommend it to people. So I I know we usually do ratings at the end, but I don't feel like I can rate this one in good faith. um, Just because I don't want to give anyone a recommendation either way. I don't want to like just bash the movie because there are a lot of other people who worked on this movie than Bette Midler. But I don't right, want to tell people, right. like, um, oh, it's great. Go watch it and like, basically tell networks, yeah, keep booking Bette Midler.
1: Mm. Yeah. Even yeah, before I, like I said, I didn't really enjoy the second one as much.
3: Yeah, I wasn't gonna get a high rating. Yeah, I yeah still sticking with that. So I am interested. I,
2: um,
0: like. I don't know. I feel like, oddly, I feel like I was the most positive about this movie. Um,
3: I think so too. So yeah. <laughs> so like, I can't. if I were
1: to give it a rating, I'd give it a one. Honestly, like oh wow, me too. wow, like yeah, okay. one point five. Yeah, five. Like yeah. I did not enjoy it, and just based on just watching most modern Disney movies, like it just still continues just the trend of just like oh, we're making it very self aware but it's yeah. just like I just got really bored of it, like right it, it, it to me it felt very unnecessary, honestly, yeah, like yeah,
0: I will say it I have a whole theory about like unnecessary sequels uh it in my little theory, it avoided most of the pitfalls, I feel like a lot of sequels fall into um but that's a whole conversation for a whole different day. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't strictly a necessary sequel. Um I can't I I don't think I can say it was like as, I don't think I thought it was as bad as you two thought it was, but again, I can't recommend it in good faith.
3: <laughs> well, There we go. So there we go.
0: So our watching for next week, we're gonna do bros because I think we've established in this last episode this is a very queer podcast and we gotta go support the queer movies. I think we'll have a lot to discuss about like its success or lack thereof next week. I've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of things like coming out about it that I definitely want to talk about, but we'll save Mm -hmm. that for next week um yeah so it'll be a
3: good discussion thank you guys for all tuning
0: in i hope you guys enjoyed this discussion followed with a small trans psa at the end um but yeah everybody (laughs) say good night
3: good
1: night good Good night night.